to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Well, everybody, this week we're going to talk about the Style 6, The Loyalist. A lot of Enneagram language are starting to actually call it The Guardian, which I think as a Loyalist, as a 6, much more reflects what the 6 is because it's not loyalty is an aspect of of the style, but I don't know that it's the driving force of it. Uh, other terms are the faithful person, but I like the word guardian the best because it's guardian of truth, guardian of relationships, guardian of people, guardian literally of safety. So I actually really love guardian. Mm. And today my guest is Diane Huntsman, who is on our Cultivate team. As Hello. I mentioned last week, our team is all going to be here. Um, but today, Tiffany is also a six, and um, but she's doing some behind the scenes work today instead of being on the podcast. But basically, all three of us are six. So we always We're think about time. what could go wrong for Cultivate, and we have to remind ourselves to think about what could go right. That's right. Last week, um, when we talked about the five, um, Lori Zimbardi said something that I think is reflects the same thing I'm thinking I'm saying now, which is she talked about there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like that the five is called the wise person because oh. you can have a lot of knowledge and not be wise still. So true. And I think that's what I think about this is I think that you can this can be your style, but you're not necessary. It's not about loyalty. And so that's why I don't love the name, the loyal person. I like guardian more because it loyalty speaks to one tiny aspect right. of the style. Whereas I do think we're loyal and we're faithful, but we're more rooted in guarding the truth, guarding sure. safety and that. So I really, I'm my Prefer vote that. is for moving towards it. So Diane and I are actually all three, the <laughs> most, the same, almost identical Enneagram score, if you can. So it's like looking at mirror right now, like, honestly, um, <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say... And then the gentleman last week at the sermon recording, uh, excuse me, Tammy? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so not you only with the that. same styles, people often think... That we accept for that bad. you're... I'm taller than you, let's say like that. <laughs> I'm a bit taller than you. And I'm way older, so... Well, but you don't look older. You're gorgeous. We always, we always joke that Diane, because she's actually a grandma. You would never know it if you looked at her, but we call her Grandma Barbie. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Thanks, her, but... <laughs> um, so an overview of the style six is this. We reflect God's faithfulness. We're motivated by safety and security. We have a need to be certain. That can be about certain about our safety, about relationships, about direction, about what's ex- expectations, just that need to be certain. We avoid risk. Our focus is on what could go wrong, and our core sin is anxiety and oh. worry mm-hmm. um, and fear. Our, um, we're in the fear triad. The underlying emotion is fear, and what are we afraid of? Everything. Everything. Like the five is af- is afraid of being incompetent. The four is afraid of not being unique. Um, 
I'm sorry, the four is not in this. The seven is afraid of missing out, but we're just afraid, afraid of, of everything. everything. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> yep. So for us, the spiritual formation that the Enneagram helps us with is to pursue courage. Instead of thinking always about what could go wrong, to imagine what could go right as we trust that God has good things for those who follow him and love him and that he has our back, that we're safe and secure in him. Like that's one of the things that I've been um, talking more and more about is why the Enneagram is a tool, a tool for what, which I'm not sure that we super have articulated. And what the Enneagram does, it's it's our tool for personal spiritual direction. Well, because good. we don't always need to, I don't need to work on certain of the core sins. They're just not, I'm, I probably do them sometimes, but they're not my, they're not going to trip me up in my relationships, my self image, my image of God, but fear and then anger and pride that high two, high one, those are the things that are going to wreck me. Wreck yes. my relationships, wreck my image of God. I'm going to be swimming in the deep end of those pools without thinking twice about it. And I'll probably justify it. Whereas some of the others are, are not. So the Enneagram is one of the best tools to understand personal spiritual direction. It's a spotlight to me. Mm-hmm. It spotlights the positive and the negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see into both. Yeah. Um, Kennedy said that so good. I can't remember. She said it's like a, a microscope inside and a bird's eye view on the outside. Wow. Like she, it, she articulated okay, that. Okay, Kennedy. That was, I know. It's really fun to have her on. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm not your mom and I know everything about you, but also. That was so good. But she, you know, she gets, she's the most nervous about sort of the spotlight of just people looking into our lives yeah. and speaking into it and being like, she doesn't like that. So it was a real tension for her to like, she understands the Enneagram super well. And she has, I've seen her use it for a tool of personal spiritual direction yeah. and to understand others so well. But like coming on on this format was really like a tension for her to manage because she doesn't want everyone to hear her. She has a lot of five in her, which the five wants to keep to themselves. So she has to push herself to like come out of that yeah. to do it. So I was, it, it was super good. I was super grateful that she... She did it. Yeah, that she did that. So a couple questions for you. Let's pretend I'm not a six. Okay. Everyone knows our answers would probably be super (laughs) the same. But um, how has learning about the Enneagram style, your Enneagram style, helped you better understand yourself? In so many ways. Um, I think I've heard some of, you know, some of the maybe naysayers talk about how the Enneagram um, is maybe a way for people to make an excuse mm-hmm. for their weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for me, it's been the very opposite because I feel like w- when you hear your core sin, right? To me, there's even though that's a heavy, heavy thought, core, my core sin being being fear, anxiety. It gives me hope that I can come out of that. Whereas. Um, I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Whereas before I was like, I'm just a fearful person. I'm just an ink. That's just who I am, Mm -hmm. right? Before the Enneagram showing me, no, actually that's a core sin. Mm -hmm. I think you're like what you're saying, that's opposites. Before you had the Enneagram as a tool, you were just like, oh, it's just who I am. You were more using it as you then. Now you're like, that's a sinful thing I need to deal with. Yes. And there's I don't get a pass for it. It's sin. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's an interesting answer. Yeah. I like that. What would you say has been one of the things that it's um, helped you understand more about God? 
like understanding the way he made you. Um, I think just the Enneagram across the board, I don't know about me specifically, but just how creative God is and the way he uniquely mm. wires each of us and how mm-hmm. th- there's been that freedom, which is probably a question down the way of just like, we expect often, especially as high one people to be like us. Mm-hmm. We want them to do what we do, respond, what, how we respond, think like we think. And I love how it's just really given me, given way to appreciate how amazing he is and how mm-hmm. he's made everyone so unique and mm-hmm. so different. Mm-hmm. And it also gives way to that grace extension to others oh, yeah. that are nothing like me. Yeah. Right. And it, it makes me appreciate who they are. Well, that yeah. would answer the question of like, how has it impacted your relationships? Um, in such a positive way. I mean, especially my marriage. Just mm. for how many years I have wanted Mike to <laughs> come on over on my team and see things the way I see them. Is Mike and, a six though? Like, I think he has a lot of six in him as well. So he is a high six. You think yeah. that, right? I see. I thought he was a nine all the way with wing eight, but. I thought he kind of threw the test and didn't really take it the way that he should have. But. Of course you did. <laughs> but he is, um, uh, you, he runs into his fears. What's that? What's that uh-huh. six? He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. He's the healthier version. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but just, it's helped me to appreciate him. Even my kids, even though two of my four kids haven't taken the test. I, I know pretty much. You can be curious about what they are. What are you, what, what would you say you experience a lot of in your kids? What would, what would you guess their styles to be? So my son, definitely four, seven would be his high, probably four all the way. Um, my, I, I would agree. I see some of that gifting in him. Yes. My, my More third born. More free-spirited, creative. Yes. Let's have a good time. Totally. Yeah. yeah. My third born is eight, wing nine. She can say how it is, but she also, you know, um, doesn't want to run to, into everything. Um, my oldest, I know her. Yeah. What do you the think? The most of your kids probably. And I, that's what I love about her though, is that she, like, I really appreciate eights though. Cause they, there's a lot of security in knowing where you stand, even yeah. if it's not your favorite. And I love, like, you just know what you're getting. There's no, like, I have to leave this conversation and wonder about whatever. Like, I, I appreciate that about her. Yeah. But I agree. And she, she tells she me, a lot of eight. she tells me what I need to hear. And, you know, in the beginning, when she's initially doing it, I don't appreciate it, but later <laughs> I do. And my first born is a one, 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 all the way one. And um, yeah, I see a lot of myself in in her for sure. And then my youngest is seven all the way, seven. Mm. No, she's six, wing seven, but I feel like that's seven. It's a, lot, a lot of both in yeah, there. There's yeah, there's a lot of both in there. Yeah. yeah. Isn't so, it interesting though, just have same parents, in such a unique way, which is yes. one of the things that the Enneagram, when Kennedy was on, she actually, which was like so sweet, oh my gosh, she shared, like, she feels like we became better parents when we used it to understand them. Oh, wow. Which I don't know that we've ever talked about that off air. So I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> it's just because you, you wait, probably again, appreciated them, right? <laughs> right. You appreciated. She and just could- felt understood yeah. and that we approached her in a way that was good for her. And that she could see us then shift to approach Madison and approach Ethan in different ways, yes. which I agree that it helped us understand them so much better. Okay. You've, you've mentioned the words healthy and unhealthy. So I'm going to talk, we're okay. going to start with the brokenness and the unhealth. So the six in brokenness, that brokenness can look like when the gifting of it's become super exaggerated and they only see the risk and danger 
And they live life dictated by fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you've experienced that brokenness before? Uh, Yes, 100%. When we're healthy, our natural thing is to see what could go wrong and then be prepared for Mm -hmm. it. But unhealthy, it's just like you only see what can go wrong. Nothing's ever right. We're all going to die. I used to say all the time, which I've probably said it some version on here before of like everything in my life was like seven steps till we're all going to mm-hmm. die. Like seven steps to like you're related to Kevin Bacon. I have that with death. Like, yes. okay, well, if I make someone mad at church, then they're going to leave and tell other friends. And by, it'll probably take like a month for everyone to quit the church. And then um, we probably have enough groceries for this long. And then the kids, we go down to one meal at it. And then it's like, and so probably we have seven weeks till we're all going to Yeah, and this is always in bed at night, right? When yeah. you're trying to go to sleep. It's at like 2 a.m. when I'm already not <laughs> yes. sleeping. Um, so we we're, we live life dictated by fear and anxiety. What's interesting is that in doing the work with the Enneagram, so many people are like, I wish I had fear. It's like the least ugly now, I always say, that's what you think if you don't live like that. Yeah. Like when you live, when watching your back, <laughs> everywhere you go, every time you're walking in a parking lot, but also relationally. Like I shared about this at one of the question and answers that we've been doing at the campuses about one of the things that Enneagram has taught me about me is that, and you know this to be true because everyone who knows me that's a friend is like, my tendency, everyone's like, will use the language to me like you're not breaking up with me well why do they do that because they think they know that's a real thing for me yes and the enneagram has helped it's forced me to go where does that come from Mm -hmm. i'm actually projecting fear on other people that they're always at risk with me which is actually me like feeling at risk i always feel at risk so i'm like Mm -hmm. well I'll just handle this because I know where this is going to go. It's all going to go wrong. Let's just call it here because we know where this, you know. Uh And so I was like, I am having to work on that because I don't want every one of my close people to always feel at risk, which is just because I feel at risk. I assume they are. I assume the worst about people. I, I assume they'll leave anyway. I'll assume I don't matter. Like when I only think of what can go wrong in friendships, that's just a very... It's self-sabotage. It does. It's like the worst. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, sixes tend to operate under the assumption that the whole world is unsafe and that people cannot be trusted. Mm-hmm. I was just going to get that tattoo. Trust no one, but Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how I live. <gasps> were you going to get it, right? Like, were you just showed, <laughs> oh, like, just. she just showed, like, right across your... I hope that's not where you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> um, and it causes us to avoid new experiences and, like I just said, sabotage relationships. It rips us off. Mm-hmm. We're the ones ripped off. Mm-hmm. And so often I'll, I'll confess to Mike, you know, my husband, things that I actually go on in my head. And, and when he responds, it's usually, man, that's so sad to be you, Diane. That's no You're way like, to live. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think you hate being married to me because I'm such a sad person to be married to and we're getting divorced. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Diane's a wing seven. She's Sorry. really slapping the table. We're getting in trouble from the uh, producer over Sorry, here. Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> the loyalist or the guardian, the style six, that's why for us, we always need to be pursuing courage. That's our path of spiritual direction and trusting God, trusting he is safe, yes. trusting that he's our provider, he's our protector, um, trusting that he can be trusted. Yes. And that we can trust ourselves and others. And so for us, courage looks like 
asking us to not think about what could go wrong would be asking us to like stop breathing, like to hold our yeah. breath and try to breathe. Like we can't, we can't no. not think about what could go wrong. It's right. just not in us. It's never happening. But growth for us, for the style six, looks like always countering it with, but everything that could go right. Right. What are some ways or strategies or how, like how has growth for you looked knowing this about yourself? So I'm not as far into Enneagram study as you are. So I feel like um, I'm still really trying to grab a hold of a, a lot of these really great things. But I think maybe I struggle with thinking about what could go right. But what I have been doing more of, because you know, wrong? when things happen, Real things have gone wrong for us, right? We've experienced mm-hmm. trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the, all of this so is not like made we're up. crazy, right? Like, we just, know where this goes. <laughs> yeah, have you? That's why we're addicted to true crime. Like we could have told we you just, this was happening. <laughs> so there's that aspect where we're not just making up all of these crazy things. We really have gone through some hard, hard things. Or in we've life. seen it on Dateline. We've, seen, <laughs> or we know, you know, yeah. our friend who's. But I think. Um, if I can't just go right into what could go right, what I do is remember that God was faithful to mm-hmm. be with me and to get me through whatever I have gone through. And he's going to be faithful and there to get me through whatever may happen, whatever worst case scenario I'm camping out on. If it does come to pass, which oftentimes it's not going to, but if it does, you know what? I'm going to have the grace, the ticket to board that train when it comes. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to spin out of control. And so that has been helpful to just go, Mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. He is trustworthy. Even if the worst case scenario happens. Yes. Like I remember being in counseling and before I knew this Enneagram stuff, because it's, this is what motivates me. So I didn't need the Enneagram to tell me what motivates me, that fear and and worry and anxiety. And I didn't need the Enneagram to do it. The Enneagram just gives me, like I said, a path for spiritual direction. But I remember being in counseling and my counselor was like, let's play the what if game. So what if, what if this happens? Like, well, what if, like I just did, like, what if I make someone mad at church and they leave and they, well, what if they tell our friends? What if, and like, but I would do that with relationships. Like, well, what if this person does stop being your friend? Well, then. I guess I would be lonely. Well, what if you're lonely? Well, that would suck for a while. And what happens then? What if it sucks? Well, I still get up every day and yeah. go to work and parent my kids and be like, and I had to play that what if game so far out to go, well, what if worst case scenario is like, I worried a lot about death for a while. Like, right. what if I die? Well, then I'm in heaven with Jesus. Like even my worst what if right. ended up with the Lord has me. Right. And so being able mm-hmm. to walk myself through, like I think it's a healthy um, um, exercise yes. for sixes to, to play the what if game because usually it's not as bad as I think we think it will when we don't go down like a literal plan for it. Right. We are such at our best, which we'll go into healthy in just a second, we're so strategic and such good planners. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we know what we're going to need because we've thought about what we'll probably need. Yeah. I, I used to drive, um, or a few times, you know, we have family in Northern Idaho. And so I wanted to drive my kids there when they were younger and see all their cousins yeah. and their aunts and uncles. And um, it's a long drive though. It's 
24-hour drive. So it's like two-day drive. You drive that all the time, right? I have driven it quite a bit, and I drove it without Matt, which to me is my worst nightmare, especially because like there's a portion of the drive where there's like no cell service or like services, gas or whatever. So that is courage. I, but I also had three young kids. So I had this thing mapped to a science. Like I know we get up at 6 a.m. and then we hit Barstow and there's a Starbucks there where we can have a clean bathroom and everyone gets breakfast. And then we go to bathroom in Vegas and then we get lunch in St. George and then we get ice cream snacks in Provo and then we sleep in Salt Lake. Like I had every bathroom, but then I could, I could do the drive alone because I knew where the stops were. I knew when I had to get gas. I knew when my no internet cell service situation was. And did I probably speed through there? Yes. Every time like I have to get through this portion because this is where I'm going to get the flat tire breakdown. Yes. All the things. Come getting eaten by a bear or murdered by a person. Like, <laughs> it's all happening in my mind. Like, if I can just get through this patch, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but we are the, we're some of the best planners and most strategic in that way because we get prepared. And that's a gift that we really bring. And I think the what if going through that is not typically as bad. So, okay, let's talk about some health. And the, then just to add the real quick to yeah. the what if, what um, if. so for me, r- relationally is, is my biggest fear of, of loss and scenario, scenario playing. And, um, and so we, when we talked about that self-sabotage, well, it's mm-hmm. just not going to work out anyways. And, and so, you know, I'm just going to pull back or, or what have you, that fear of, of hurt or what have you. Um, but the thing is, you know, relationally speaking, I don't regret, even in relational loss, there's no regret on the investment that was made Mm. relationally. And so- I don't share that. (laughs) I have a lot of regret. You don't, okay. You know- I'm just being real. I I always think I shouldn't have done it. But do you really regret that where you, where you, okay, you do. Okay. So I don't ever regret being kind to people, but I do have regret on some people that I've invested in and I think just, my motives weren't right. So okay. that's on me. And I've learned in that. Like I thought if I super invest in them, that'll make us secure. Got it. And it was, it was some of that was not wise and, and it ended up causing me and my family a lot of pain. Okay. So I do have some of that, but, but I still own it that I think my motives were not right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, and so I just say all that to say, don't, don't shy away from being relational with people mm-hmm. and taking risks because if if things don't work out, if it goes mm-hmm. wonky again, then you know you can say, like I've said, I don't regret the investment. I don't mm-hmm. regret what we had for the time that we had it. Mm-hmm. So it's you know we don't like to take risks, but there's a lot of things that are actually worth the risk. Oh even yeah, I do agree with that. I'll even say if I they agree don't, with that. okay, even and if they don't turn out storybook ending, right? Right. Right. You've learned something. And I think yeah. even in my regrets, I have a value for what I've learned. Yes. Um, and so, and I have sadness for the loss, sure. you know, for sure. But um, I think what you're saying is so true. I had, I used to have this sign hanging in the house that says, so far you've survived a hundred percent of your bad days. Ooh, that's and good. I think that's such a good sign so good. for the six. I need it's that. Like, I've had some bad days. You've yes. had some bad days. I've yes. been through some hard things and here I am by God's grace and his goodness and, um, and good people, yes. you know? And so I agree with that, that when going into relationships, there is a lot at risk. 
There, they, it feels a lot, but there's also you weigh the risk, right. the risk of of not investing and not having community and friendship, to the risk of being alone yes. and, and isolated, and that's when we're right for the enemy's attack. Yes. And so Amen. you weigh your risk. That sixes, I think, are always in the navigating that tension of weighing the risk. Always. And I think with people, we need to think about what could go right. Yes. And and practice assuming the best. Because we already assume the worst. We have to practice assuming the best about people that their motives were um they had the best motives or, or right. sixes struggle with, this is what Matt has always said to me, assigning motive. You did this to hurt me. You did this to whatever. He I knew like this would that. happen. He no. told me about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like we do that. Um, but I think that's, that's the thing. But healthy, let's talk about the beauty okay. that we like bring that. to the yes. world. We're faithful people. And that's the other part of the Enneagram that I love because yeah. that was not a focus in my life before. At being a high one too mm-hmm. is just, Oh, I can tear myself apart. Oh yeah, that inner critic. I've got the Rolodex of mm-hmm. all the things. Mm-hmm. But going into the beauty, I've loved this aspect of the Enneagram. Yeah, because it, it's it helps you see everything that you do bring yes. to the world around you and why you're why God made you the way you are, what you reflect of him. We reflect his faithfulness. And I think when we are friends, we're faithful people. Yes. We we want to stay in it. We're cheerleaders for people. We're celebrators of others. Sixes are de- interdependent there's there's such a thing in the enneagram it's like are you independent withdrawn or interdependent we're the most interpersonal the most dependent on one another we're the we're one of the biggest like one anothering okay on here so it's the sixes this are the one two and the sixes we're the most interdependent like we work together with people the threes the sevens and the eights they're the most independent Mm, like they're going places they hope you'll come they want you to come but they're still going even if you don't and then the four five and nines they're the most withdrawn okay they're the most like i can be kept to myself and they ruminate on the past a lot and so all that to say for the sixes we are the most interdependent and um, faithfulness is that attri- that attribute of God. Yeah. That even if we don't like the truth, we value the truth, mm-hmm. and we're not going anywhere. Um, we don't want to go anywhere. We will go somewhere, right? But we don't want to. Like we're in it. We do. We do want this to work out. The beauty that we bring is our ability to determine character in people. I do think we sixes um, value the truth. They're rooted in the truth. Mm-hmm. They're guardians of the truth. So I'm like. There's few things that bother me more than being lied to. Same. That's one of the the things I can't come back from. Okay. Is if I don't trust you, then like there we can't build from that. Yes. And so um even if if even if the truth is harsh or I don't like it, so I think it's why I connect so well with eights cuz they're they're, so they're not going to like beat around the bush or try to worry about all my feelings. They're just going to say it, which I find security in that. Yeah. The truth is secure. Because lies, you're always wondering, you're always guessing. It's the antithesis of feeling safe and secure. Hundred percent. And agree. so yep. we have um, a good ability, like a um, a natural ability to kind of determine character. We can read truth. Mm-hmm. Matt used to not think this about me, and he over the years has seen this. Like when I speak into something, he's like, "I'm going to listen to that because you do." have a way of seeing in with people that way. We're reliable, loyal, trustworthy, compassionate, very good planners. We value security and consistency. We spend a good deal of time preparing for potential worst case scenarios. <laughs> that is relationally, but also it's like 
in life in life like we're packing stuff yes. like my i always had snacks in the car even right now i have a box in my trunk that has like everything you need a jacket a towel a water bottle my grocery bag a flashlight a flashlight it has like anything you need i have snacks let's compare in there. let's so, compare our trunk right. bags matt has nothing in his car but he's in my car he's like do you have nail clippers do you have toothpicks do you have floss picks? Do you have yeah, a snack? And, and I'm like, actually, yes, I do. So <laughs> he knows I have all the things. Um, and we desire to see the world a safer place. That's emotionally, that's relationally, that's spiritually, that's physically. We just look for that. And that's some of the beauty that we bring to the world. Um, okay, tell me if you agree with these things, how to relate to a loyalist. Listen to them carefully and don't judge their... I'm sorry, how to, yeah, listen to them carefully and don't judge their anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like to me, when someone's like, don't be afraid, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what works for me is when you say, here's what to expect. Like, yes. I wanna know, like the five values competent, competency, but I think for the six, we value understand, like, we wanna know what to expect. We yes. wanna know what we're walking into so we're prepared. Exactly. We yes. want to be prepared. We work things through. Uh, work things through with them and ju- gently push them towards new experiences because we're going to be afraid to try new things. It's one of the things I love about Matt is he'll pull me to try things that I would probably be scared to do. That might not look the same for everyone, but. I think my wing seven, maybe. I don't know. I'm yeah. Not, not as afraid. How to love us, be secure and su- consistent, mostly tell us the truth. Yes. Don't lie to us. 100%. Do not lie to us. Um, thank them for their loyalty to you. That's one of the things that I think I didn't really agree with that first, but I do appreciate it when someone recognizes like what I've yes. been consistent and loyal. I tend to, I'm not proud of this. I'm just being real and honest about it is I think when people don't value my loyalty, I tend to disengage and be less loyal and not like I'm unloyal. I right. just, I, I withdraw. Yeah. Um, encourage them to be courageous. This is how people love us. Mm-hmm. Fiercely support them when they are right. That means so much to me when nothing I, devastates the relationship yeah. for me more. When you don't feel supported, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that's really important. Lovingly to me. correct them when they're being paranoid. <laughs> I don't know that we can be corrected when we're paranoid, but like, you know, for the sake of it, that's a really good way to love us. Um, questions to ask us: Who could benefit from your stability and reliability? I think that's a really good question for sixes who maybe don't see that they add value mm-hmm. to the big mosaic of humanity around us. Right. What do you think about that one? Hmm. Who could benefit from your stability and reliability? I'll tell you who benefits from mine, Matt Brown. I was going to say like <laughs> definitely our families. Right. Definitely our children and ministry mm-hmm. for sure. Um, gosh, I mean, who really on that one, who doesn't benefit from that? Like, such right. A, who such doesn't a, benefit from come us? Come on. Honestly. such a positive quality. <laughs> Another question to ask a loyalist in your life is what is God inviting you to act courageously in? I, that's a question that I practice now, which I wish 20-year-old and younger Tammy would have practiced. But I, I ask myself, what does courage look like? In this, like whatever the scenario is, what does courage look like? And I walk myself through that scenario. Um, because my natural tendency will be to shy away from, not try something new that mm-hmm. I maybe I'll love, but I hate um, trying something new because what if I'm terrible at it? What if right. someone makes fun of it? What if I embarrass myself at it? I have some five pulling in there. From, yeah. um, 
So you may or may not, if you're listening, be a style six, but hopefully this conversation has helped you to understand us sixes. Diane and I are going to pound across the table. Her, Tiffany, and I laugh. Like, how can three leaders all be sixes? But it works out because we plan really, really well together. Um, But what would would you want to say to encourage the last thing? Like, what would you tell a six about why depress and encourage to 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 really look like what would you what would you want to say to a six? I think I would just say what I feel like I've learned the most at this point with the Enneagram, and that is just, you know, being okay with knowing that your fear and anxiety when it's out of control is actually sin mm-hmm. and taking that to God mm-hmm. as such. You know, Jesus, this is sin on my part. I'm mm-hmm. I'm owning that, confessing that change that in me, do that work in me, enable me to be more courageous and um, to stop spiraling with all of the what ifs. And so, like I said, for me, the, f- the freedom in knowing that sin is that that can be redeemed, forgiven, and transformed. Mm-hmm. When I say that's just who I am, that's inviting that to stay forever, mm-hmm. right? That, that to me- Or that not recognizing it. Yeah. As, as a powerful thing that it is. It is. Yes. And so um, just knowing that that, that kind of life isn't, isn't what God's best is for you and for me, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. not. That's because of past trauma. It's because of a lot of things. But just really pressing into um, the freedom that he wants and desires mm-hmm. for, for us to have. Mm-hmm. And being courageous. Do you ever feel like God loves sixes most since there's like 365 days that say, don't, do not fear? I mean, I just <laughs> sometimes, I'm just it really kidding. has a heart for us, poor things. I'm just kidding. But Matt always says, like, the Bible speaks to fear for every single day that there is. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, but just this idea like that some people are saying about the Enneagrams not in the Bible mm-hmm. or the Enneagrams, mm-hmm. you know, not, it's not rooted in Christianity, but I feel like, Man, it is such an amazing tool for me that's pushed me more towards God, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. towards his truths, mm-hmm. more towards understanding. I don't have to stay this way, right? Mm-hmm. Like has, That's why I say it. It's, it gives you that spiritual direction. Yes. Like I need to deal with fear. Exactly. You this and is, I need to deal with fear, pride, and anger. And probably of- the rest of the things that come at us somehow loop back to there. They're rooted there. Totally. Exactly. So. Well, thank you so much for being my, here as my fellow loyalists. You betcha. Today, we really do understand each other so well. So well. Um, and so for everyone listening, like I said, hopefully we can give you insight to what fear, how it plays such a role in our lives and how to understand us better and help us Encourage us to be courageous. Yes. Help us to think about what can go right instead of just ruminating on what can go wrong. And um, next week, we are going to have the seven on, the enthusiast, the joyful person, the life of the party, the life of life. Um, <laughs> such a good time. I have very small, you're, you have a wing seven. You have a lot of yes. fun in you. I have to like pull out to have fun. fun. Um, But that's going to be a good conversation. So again, hopefully this week you got to learn about the loyalists. You can start calling us the guardians because I think it's a better thing. Remember not to lie to us. And we're already thinking of everything that can go wrong. So help us think about it. Go go right. All right. Thanks, Diane. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.se slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.se. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief Podcast, where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.